You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I'm your host, Michael Kushner. Thank you to Broadway Podcast Network for allowing me this platform to speak to everyone. I am incredibly honored. Thank you. I hope everyone's January was fabulous. I hope everyone's 2021 has been thrilling and uh, you've you've taken the lessons that you've learned from 2020 and are now implementing them into your 2021. As you all know, I love hearing from you. And I love interacting with you. Uh, so drop me a message on Instagram at Dear Multi Hyphenate or at The Michael Kushner and let's chat. It's, it's so funny. So many of you are like surprised that I actually respond. And it's tr- I love chatting with you all. So please reach out. Give me feedback. Tell me things you want me to talk about. Anything. But speaking of interaction, every other Thursday, I go live with you and drink with you on air and it's well on live and it's really really fun i had my first time thanks to gabe my social media guy for giving me this idea and uh it's so fun i met john and Brittany and mike of actor ceo and got to connect with my dear friend polly that's on my feed so if you want to go watch that go to dear at dear multi hyphenate and on instagram and watch it but if you want to drink with me on air drop me a message i'll get you signed up and ready to go if you're on clubhouse i'm on clubhouse and you could find me at michael kushner one or if you like tiktok i'm on tiktok at the michael kushner and if you would like to take my workshop multi-hype workshop we're back in march previous dear multi-hyphenate guests ashley kate adams and kimberly faye greenberg are ready to welcome you into the multi-hype family. So head to multihypeworkshop.com. That's multihypeworkshop.com. And also my latest backstage article is out, and it's about networking versus net weaving. Thank you to Catherine Porter for introducing me to that word net weaving, which really sort of uh, started this avalanche of thought in my mind. Why don't we like networking? Why is it daunting to all of us? So I decided to write out my thoughts and figure out how we can flip it and make it more positive. So on backstage is my article about networking versus net weaving. And again, you can find that link on my Instagram at your multi hyphenate. So let's jump into this episode. I am so thrilled to have Aaron Black and Truly Carmichael join me. 
both Truly and Erin are award-winning costume designers. Truly Carmichael has worked in various capacities in costume production shops across North America, including a full-time role as painter dyer crafts artisan at the Children's Theater Company in Minneapolis and head cutter draper at the Alley Theater in Houston, Texas. And Erin Slattery Black has costumed such celebrities as Antonio Banderas, Justin Timberlake, Kermit the Frog, and Big Bird. Her career has included costuming for the theater, television, film, and opera, as well as corporate and commercial styling work. Erin has worked extensively with the Jim Henson Company, where she served as costume designer for Sesame Street and the Netflix original series, Julie's Green Room, with Julie Andrews. Her work can be seen in the movie Spy Kids, as well as on Broadway in The Lion King and Willy Wonka. Erin also has been awarded four Daytime Emmy Awards for her work as costume designer for Sesame Street and is the recipient of the Zelma Weisfeld Award for Costume Design. Erin has served as an assistant arts professor, adjunct instructor, costume director, and design mentor for the Tisch Drama Department at New York University. She has also worked with students as a lecturer at Carnegie Mellon University, the University of Texas at Austin, Marquette University, and Ithaca College, as well as serving as designer-in-residence at Marquette University. They created Backstage Bazaar, and you know I'm a proponent of artists surviving and thriving during COVID-19, and they created a, a hub for artists to do just that. They dropped so many pearls of wisdom, and I learned so much by speaking with them, and I hope that you do too. So let's get started. So the quote that I would like to start with today is by none other than the brilliant and inspirational Coco Chanel. She says, fashion is not something that exists in dresses only. Fashion is in the sky, in the street. Fashion has to do with ideas, the way we live, and what is happening. So to start that out, uh, this incredible episode that I'm so excited about, I have Erin and Truly from Backstage Bazaar. Hi, my friends. How are you? Hello. So happy to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Of course. What did you think of that quote? I mean, it's such a great one, right? The minute you said Coco Chanel, I smiled. I mean, <laughs> she said uh, she's quite inspirational in just about every aspect of her life. It's so true. I feel um, I chose Coco because, you know, with what you got, your backgrounds and what you guys do in the theater industry, I wanted to keep it in the design element. And She's a total multi-hyphenate, uh, one of the OGs, certainly, and a woman, which makes it even more amazing. How are you guys today? I'm so glad you're joining. What's going on? How's your new year? This so far, so good, right? I mean, as good as it can be in 2021, we're hoping it's only getting better from this moment we're sitting in, but feeling hopeful and positive. Yep, absolutely. Enjoyed holidays, nice quiet holidays uh, with an at-home university age uh, son uh, that I am glad to still have with me a little bit here, and um, very pleasant. That's so fabulous. So where where the where am I calling? Where are we talking from today? I'm in St. Catharines, Ontario, Ooh. Canada, and I am in Astoria, New York, New York City, Queens. You know, I, I sometimes I'm in Harlem and I feel like Astoria might be farther than Canada sometimes. So <laughs> I'm not sure I can continue this call. <laughs> if I have to take the M60 bus, then I would rather just fly. First of all, let's talk about 
how we were introduced. And we were introduced through an incredible glue that holds the industry together, and that's Kirsten Wrinkle. <laughs> so how do you guys know Kirsten? I think she just found us. I believe <laughs> that a number of, uh, of people that she knows and supports uh, became aware of the website that Aaron and I have uh, built, uh, which is Backstage Bazaar, um, because uh, she she also supports artists and uh, encourages a number, and it, as you say, is the glue that connects uh, apparently everyone, as far as we can tell. I want to know, what is Backstage Bazaar? How did you start it? Why did you start it? Tell me more. Laren, it was your idea. Why don't you go ahead and take it? <laughs> uh, it was my idea, but it's absolutely um, a team group effort. I was you know, looked on Facebook perusing, I don't know, maybe in early October and started noticing that several of my friends in the theater industry were suddenly saying, hey, I make candles on the side. Check this out. Why don't you look at my Etsy shop? I'm, you know, I'm selling face masks. And as the theater industry stayed dark longer than I think anyone of us hoped or expected, we realized how many people out there, how many theater artists were suddenly turning to what used to be their side gig as their main gig and relying on it to pay rent and feed their children and support their families. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if there were a way, like I would love to support theater artists. I'd much rather put my money into the hands of theater artists than to Target or Amazon. I wish there were a way to know all these great things happening and group them together. So I just posted on Facebook, like in the spur of the moment, hey, wouldn't it be great if there were an Etsy-like conglomerate that joined together theater artists' online shops? And within 10 or 15 minutes, I had 98 replies. Like, you have to do that. I would absolutely list my thing. I would do all my holiday shopping there. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I stepped back and I thought, okay, I can't do this. Like somebody else take this idea and run with it. I, I teach, I work as a costume designer. I have four kids. I'm too busy. Nobody picked it up and ran. I couldn't get the idea out of my head. One of the comments on that original post had been truly saying, this is a great idea. I want to help. So about four days later, I thought, I can't not do this and picked up the phone and called truly and said, you posted, you want to help. I'm calling for some help. And she sort of said, here's what I was thinking. And I said, that absolutely matches what I was thinking. And we said, we're both too busy to do this. We shouldn't do this. Paused for a moment. Okay, we have to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and thought, well, there's no better way to get something up and running than having two really busy people put their too heads together people. and do it. That's amazing. So I want to talk about the emotions that go behind asking for help and being asked to help. Because mm -hmm. I think ultimately in our industry we're uh, we're very afraid to reach out and to uh and also take a um a risk in regards to helping someone else out in one of my previous episodes carly valancey she specializes in the reach out and we have an episode dedicated to that but for you guys what are the emotions behind that like truly what was it like to get that call from erin and go okay it's go time well, I have to say any call from Aaron is just a delight because Aaron and I share a brain as far as I can tell. We both have the exact same specialty and the exact same degree. We were, uh, you know, classmates together, colleagues together in our MFA programs back in Texas. And so, uh, and, you know, life has taken us in similar but 
uh, disparate directions. Uh, and we're both, as she said, extremely busy with multiple careers, multiple fo foci, focuses. And um, uh, so any, any time we can connect is, is delightful. But, you know, to have something she said on that call was has just actually uh, warmed my heart through most of the uh, process of doing all of this, which was the minute you wrote that you wanted to help, I knew we could do it. And I thought, yeah, that's true. If, you know, the, the combination of Aaron and I are going to get anything done, we decide to get done. And that is, I mean, it, it's, it's such an ego boost. It's such a, 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 a you know, self-affirming thing to have somebody that you know believes in you and that you believe in that way. That's incredible. Um, you know, I think that as artists, it's... Um we're we're sort of told not to talk about the ego or like having an ego is a bad thing but it it actually we're we're allowed to have a little bit of an ego i think i think that it's it's appropriate to go i am <laughs> i am worth it i do have a voice that is strong enough to take this task and complete it and uh, you know i, I in college uh, I went to Ithaca, Erin, um, where I know that you have done lectures before. Yeah. I went to Ithaca and studied musical theater. And a lot of our focus was stripping the ego was, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the buildup was very sort of difficult. And I still kind of can't take a compliment to this day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And does that hurt us or does that help us? And I'm still not sure, but I think paying compliments and uh, respecting each other's process and asking for help definitely um, is a step in the right direction. Yeah, you know, there are cer certain times when someone offers to help and you know the person and you know your situation and you think this is lovely that they've offered to help, but that help is actually going to be more work on my part than it is help. And honestly, like I will say about myself, I know I'm, I'm very type A. I have pretty high standards for how things should get done. And I don't have a lot of time for extra riffraff. And so if I'm going to say we're going to do something together, there are a handful of people that I would willingly say, like, let's dive into this together right now. And I think because Truly and I trained in the same MFA program, which was frankly, you know, like you talk about Ithaca, our, it was a bit of a boot camp experience, right? Mm -hmm. It was like sink or swim. If you survive this, you can probably do everything. If you don't survive it, go find another career. And so I knew, you know, I knew what her work ethic was. I knew what she was capable of getting done. And we, we didn't have to spend time talking about how we were going to work together. We just started doing the work together. That's fabulous. And, and that's sort of, that's sort of how I live my life as well. That moment of, um, just following that impulse and yeah. going, okay, we're doing this. We're, we're going to figure it out. We're going to sink or swim, but we're going to figure it out. And I think that is something I love this conversation because I think that we try to implement in the business that sort of, um, it's okay. Be yourself. The journey will follow you. But really, this is show business. And you got to, when the moment comes, when the SOTS train comes, you got to be ready to jump on it and go yeah. you gotta be you gotta answer that phone call if if truly emails Aaron or joe messages schmo you know that is the sign that is the the message to go you know it's sort of like um a new yorker cartoon but it's you know there's the man trapped on the desert island uh, on the deserted island and um he's like i know god will save me and then there's a boat that comes by 
And then, you know, the guy's like, hop on my boat. And he's like, nope, God will save me. And it happens three or four times. And then he dies. And then he asks God, why didn't you save me? And he's like, I sent you three or four boats. (laughs) Exactly. It's sort of like that. Collaboration in the industry is sort of like that. It's not it's not going to come like a Hogwarts letter. No, right. No. No. Yeah, it's you're right. You say like you it's a combination between seeking it out and being aware when it's on your doorstep. I think that's one of the things that has done so well for me in my career and experience and life is that when opportunity has knocked, I have at least opened the door. I have at least answered it. I have not said, oh, I'm not I'm not going to move because I'm happy here or because I don't want the trouble of moving. When the right thing comes up and it requires a move, you start packing and or I start packing and, um, you know, uh, take the opportunities that are going to lead to a good things in my life and in other people's lives. In grad school, our mentor, one time in a lecture, I remember so specifically this moment, I remember where I was standing around the table said to us, you know, when you graduate, I can only teach you so much. This is three years. So when you graduate, you're not going to know how to do everything. But if someone asks you to do a job, you just say yes. And then you figure out how to do it later on. And I thought, what terrible advice. You're like telling us to go out there and lie. And what, like, this is awful. This is what we're supposed to do is agree to do things we can't do. And I realized really what he was saying is just, you know, open the door. And as you're saying in the theater industry, there's always somebody to ask, like reach out and ask for help. Maybe I can't do it, but I sure can ask a question or find the person who can do it that is willing to jump on board and figure it out. So that kind of problem solving, I think just opens you up to all of these opportunities we're discussing. So that's, that's incredible. So there are the connections. We're talking about the actual connections, right? If this mm-hmm. was like connects, you know, you'd be like, <laughs> the, you know, but um, what about the connectors? We were connected by an incredible artist in this industry. She's, um, she's like a masked <laughs> like a masked, you know, uh, she's like the Scarlet Pimpernel. Like no one, you know what I mean? She's based in North Carolina and she sort of just remotely supports the Broadway community. And her name is Kirsten Wrinkle. And she connected us, you know, and there's, there's the new age uh, connector, which is social media. And really it is super helpful, but then there is, the tried and true, the the connection, the human connection. And that is so incredibly important, um, you know, because uh, that, that leads. We have to listen to each other. It's not just about a Facebook post or an Instagram post, but it's about, um, it's about honest connection and listening. And that, you know, networking in that way is... <laughs> extremely important. And what is virtual networking? So my question for you is how has collaboration changed for the two of you? So um, you're not only creating this experience of the Backstage Bazaar, but now you're also reaching out to people and establishing yourselves in social media. So how is this virtual experience been for you? Uh, I will say that uh, I've learned an awful lot about uh, the job of what a social media specialist does. And I've also learned that it's uh, not 
a job I had any idea really how much went into that. And that only through the efforts of the social media coordinators at uh, a couple of theaters that we've worked at and some of Aaron's students and uh, some other um, some other industry professionals who, who jumped on board with us the minute we asked, can you show me how to do this is what we asked. And they said, yes, and I will give you two grad students to help and I will teach, I know, right? And I, I will teach you how to do it. And of course, you know, the, the, the mass, the mass amount of effort and coordination and work because I didn't, I've never written a press release and they showed me how to write a press release, wrote the press release. We edited the press release. They sent out the press release and we got feedback from, you know, we got articles, we got interviews, we got, I had no idea how to do that, but they did. And they said, this is a great initiative and we want to get on board. And that really illustrates the back to the networking and the family community. And it's like theater is, is our family. Theater is our church. Theater is our community. I mean, you may, you also have family, you also may have church, but in the theater world, the glue that holds us together is is that thing that we all do until 2 a.m. and then, you know, over time uh, for 80 hours a week. And this was just no exception. Everybody wanted to help. And uh, so we learned a great deal about just how much there is to do and how to do it. And, you know, if we're going to feature somebody, do we write the theater they worked for and say, hey, we're going to feature this person? Do you want to boost that on your social media? All kinds of back end stuff. It was um, it was really a um, drinking from a fire hose moment. Yeah, I think if we knew how much we didn't know getting into it, we maybe <laughs> would have been like, yeah, we can't do this. It, in some ways, it was a blessing that we were like, we knew the first four steps to take. And once we took those, we had a point where we're like, okay, not sure now. But again, like we knew who to reach out to and ask and people have been so generous with their knowledge and their expertise and sharing it with us. Um, and like truly says, either to kind of guide us or more often than not to say, you know what, just let me do that. I really believe in what you guys are doing. I would like to be a part of this, this thing that's helping our industry. I've got five hours on Tuesday. Like, let me go in and clean up the tags for you. And you know, I, you're both designers. So I feel like you have a leg up uh, because visually you can see something whether or not it looks good or it looks good on paper or you know what i mean there's that there's that artist intuition uh of understanding like okay that is that is something that people are going to want to see this is approachable this is uh this is hot you know i how how has your design background influenced your entrepreneurial experience one thing is we don't at all curate the artists we allow on Backstage Bazaar. We sort of figured we're the hub. And if you self-identify as a theater artist with a side gig, we are going to let you post your product and we're going to let the consumer decide what's hot and desirable and what maybe doesn't fit their interest at the moment. But there's so much selection that there's really something for everyone there. I almost feel like where our design training really came in in this endeavor was was honestly less about the visuals and more about how many balls you keep in the air as a designer all the time. You know, you have your collaboration with the director on one hand, we're both costume designers specifically. So then you have your collaboration with the actors on the other hand and the set designer and the lighting designer, and you're in the fabric stores doing the swatching while you're going home and sketching. And that ability to sort of like take a step back and focus on the broad sweeps of what needed to be done, but then put it into a list and fine tune it to keep the project moving forward. In my head, I think that's where my design training really 
really helped us propel this project. Absolutely. Um, I would also say um, uh, it, it might have been, in my mind, more of the technical side of our education and experience that Erin uh, and I joke sometimes that we don't, we don't, we suggest that we don't have, in fact, a master's degree in design. We have a master's degree in figuring stuff out and uh, getting stuff done and problem solving. And that's one of the reasons I, you talk a great deal on your, uh, on your show about the multi-hyphenate, and, uh, which is a term I've always referred to it as a polymath. But I have to say that's the like, Greek term, polymath, someone with many interests. But multi-hyphenate is, I have to say, much more accessible <laughs> term. <laughs> but it's, um, it is exactly uh, to, to be able to say, okay, let's, let's make a website. I've made a website on, you know, using drag and drop before and Aaron has done these other things, but uh, to be able to say, we can figure this out, YouTube and you can do anything. Uh, YouTube and you and a community of educated, uh, also multi-hyphenate polymath people can do absolutely anything. So it was that part that I think was more uh, more important for me than the design. I'm obsessed with the two of you. Um, so <laughs> now, uh, before we get into YouTube and you, because I think that's a really interesting thing to talk about, um, you both sort of painted a really great picture that I once in a while have a hard time articula articulating, much like the word just now, um, uh, of multi-hyphenation versus multitasking. And many people think that it is the same thing, and it's not. Multi-hyphenation has to do with your proficiencies and the things that you identify as an artist. And multitasking is going, I'm recording a podcast while I'm also doing my laundry, while I'm also feeding my dog. You know what I mean? Like, that, it, it's those micro, those micro uh, uh, steps in your day. That's multitasking and doing them at once. So I think that multitasking definitely goes into uh, a job that you're completing, such as starting a new business. There is multitasking in there, but the multi-hyphenation aspect is going, I am a designer, producer educator and i'm taking those aspects of myself and tying them in together so that i can create this new experience and then i will then take the steps to get it out in the world which requires multitasking right well, i 100 percent agree with that i mean i think my whole life i've been pushing against the edge of every box i've been tried to shove in because i am not willing to be one thing you know i I studied education in undergrad and had a job in the work, a work study job in the costume shop. And then thought, hey, there's something to this. I really like this costume design thing. Maybe I'll go to grad school. Showed up at grad school and they said, well, do you wanna be the costume maker or the costume designer? And I said, I, I don't wanna pick, I wanna do them both. And they're like, no, 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 no. You pick one track or the other. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just gonna do both tracks. And they're like, well, until you can't, I guess you can. And so I pushed in and they're like, oh wait, they also have theater for youth here. They have a really strong, you know, theater for youth program. I want to do that too, because that ties into my interest in education. So instead I'm going to take this class and that class. And honestly, I don't know how you can succeed well in the theater industry if you can only do one thing perfectly, because nothing about what we do only requires one skill. Hey, you said it. <laughs> I think it, but you said it. <laughs> I think that in or like even if you just identify as an actor or performer, 
You have to put on your casting director, producer, director brain. You have to, because it requires an awareness of the room. Mm-hmm. It requires an awareness of the space you take up, the clothes you pick out, the songs you sing, the headshots you get, the breakdowns that you respond to, you know? Mm-hmm. And it it requires different mindsets. And maybe you're not getting... Uh, maybe you're not getting an income for those things, but you at least have those perf- those, those skills to be aware. And I completely agree with you. I I do n- I, I think that in order to be successful in this industry, you must have multiple proficiencies. Whether or not you identify you identify them in your um in your artistic uh, identity. That's absolutely right. It's funny. Um, you, you're um, in the business world, in the world of non-theater, <laughs> in the real job world, as my mother would have uh, described it. Uh, people who can do, if you can code, edit graphics and fix the router, you know, uh, multitasking and multi, um, uh, multi-focus in that way. There's a business term uh, called you're the purple squirrel. Have you ever heard of that? No. We don't hear about this in the theater world because we are all purple squirrels in the theater world. So in the business world of purple squirrel, they, they advise you not to encourage this when you're hiring people because that way when, you know, when Teresa leaves, nobody knows how to fix the copier and code the website because you'd have to hire two different people to do this multiple skill set. Whereas in our world, we just say, oh, you also know how to edit video? You know what? (laughs) And now you are doing the costume dye work and editing the actor videos because, hey, it's a pandemic and what can we do right now? We can make actor videos and suddenly we need many more editors than we ever needed before. And the fact that I can do that just helps me because I stay employed. It helps the actor. It helps the the company. It's, um, you know, definitely encouraged and, uh, and not even have to be encouraged. We all just do it anyway. So there's there's no way to discourage it really in our world. But it's such a such a variance from the uh, from the business world who have to think about when people move on. How do we replace you? And that's why they discourage the uh, hiring in purple squirrel them. That is unbelievable. <laughs> my mind is my mind is blown. I've never heard that. And that that's really really helpful because um I've a lot of artists on this podcast mm-hmm. and um many of which have not done the corporate experience or have mm-hmm. not done the um the real, real world. the real world. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the way that I sort of just approach it is uh, like I was saying in the beginning impulsively and um you know my mom growing up would would say things if i was like making a resume or if i was uh doing uh you know just doing business stuff when i was young because i've been in the industry 20 years i started when i was nine (laughs) and i did everything on my own but if if i if i asked my mom for um for an opinion where she, you know, was in my room while I was making a resume or a website, she would say things from the world of corporate life or, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I always impulsively would go, no, that's not, that's not what it should be. Or I'd go, that seems like, that seems 
like it should be that, you. Yeah. but it's not <laughs> that actually. But now that we're in this um, entrepreneurial experience, there is now a blend. Yes. Yeah. It's absolutely right. Now there is a gray area where uh, being the CEO of our own company is not just sort of um, the title of a workshop or like, right. uh, or like, you can like go in an audition and be the own the CEO of your own company. No, now you have to actually, actually be the yeah. CEO of your own company. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Now you got to go talk to an accountant. Right. <laughs> and think about marketing and tax write-offs and all of the things. Yeah. Which is, which is absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. It is. And I think it's really interesting. I think now colleges are going to have to start. We have to start permeating colleges and go, okay, this, what we learned during this pandemic is not going away. Yeah. Right. Erin, can you talk about that? Because I know that you, you visit the, um, the collegiate circuit as a lecturer. Uh, how do you think life is going to change in the collegiate circuit after this pandemic? Yeah, well, I mean, I see it changing. At the moment, I'm a visiting professor at New York University. So for the past two years, I've been full-time teaching the costume design courses at NYU in the drama department. Um, and I have always thought that was really important. You know, I think when I graduated college, I knew I could draw rendering. I knew my way around a sewing machine. I was sure if I looked at a picture, I could make a pattern for it. What I had no idea was like, how was I going to acquire health insurance when my job didn't come with it? And oh gosh, you know, how do you save money to pay back student loans and rent and manage to eat dinner at least four times a week? Those were the kind of things, or, you know, how do I even balance this? I have to say yes to all four of these jobs or I'm not going to pay my rent. But now suddenly I have four different things that I'm thinking about at once and people that I'm answering to, how do I do that? And so I've actually been really intentional in my teaching in saying that along with those artistic design skills, the problem solving, the creative, you know, the elements and principles of design, I also really need to make sure the college students understand. Like in the first semester, I teach the freshmen a fundamentals of design course. In that first semester, I actually show them how to pull up an Excel sheet and plot out what's consistent in your life. This week, where are your extra appointments and your work study job and the things you need to do? Now look at the time that's left unaccounted for all your homework and your rehearsal production work has to happen in there, chart it in and figure you need to sleep at least seven hours a night. And I make them hand that in to me every single week for the first semester, because if you can't organize your time, you can't work in this business. It's not going to work. And by the time they're getting ready to graduate, we talk about, well, how do you budget a job? Figure out how long it's going to take you to do that rendering and drape that pattern. So when someone says bid on this job, you're bidding an amount of money that actually makes sense for the amount of time it's going to take you. So I think you're absolutely right. Those are skills we need to be teaching at the university level because even before the pandemic, but certainly after the pandemic, there's a shift in the size and scale of stories we're telling and the number of hats you're gonna have to wear to get those stories on their feet. And our young artists need to be equipped to do that. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What I need to keep imploring and keep introducing to younger artists is that this is not daunting. It's exciting. Yeah. That we are now in a place that we are able to have our agency to decide things for ourselves. You know, I was, I just had a client yesterday and we were talking, she's about to graduate college. She's a musical theater major at one of the top musical theater schools. And she was, we were talking about getting an agent and what I regret in the agent, not even regret because it informed something in me and it was actually one of the best experiences, but what I would have done as a 22, 23 year old in this industry different um, that would have saved me a lot of pain or, or allowed me to learn something quicker or allowed me to experience something a little different. Um, and I think that's what I what I'm trying to implore is that there is agency in this industry and it can start at a young age. It doesn't matter. You don't need to, quote unquote, whore yourself out in ways that you're uncomfortable with or you don't feel are um, honestly you. Uh, and that's what I think is exciting about this pivot, what we're learning during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. yeah that i'm excited for younger artists to um experience right sort of conversely i i feel like uh businesses um are are starting to appreciate uh, in in the non-theater world businesses are starting to appreciate uh some of the um people who are more theatrical in their skill sets and their training, because suddenly everybody needs to be able to, oh, can you teach this remotely? Or, oh, can you teach this at all? Because, um, you know, you've been doing coding. We now need to have meetings all together. And uh, it, it, so it's it's really the, you know, the age old adage of the theater degree. Um, well, what job, you know, what do you do with a BA in English? What do you do with a BA in theater? Um, but I feel like more industries uh, actually should employ uh, young theater artists because they have a, well, let's just get it done mindset. They have the attitude. They're not afraid to stand up and present their work. They're not, um, they're not shy that way because that is what, their degree is in that's what their focus is in is being vulnerable not being shy uh having a can do let's let's figure it out attitude as opposed to no i learned how to do this one very narrow thing and i just want to sit in my cube and do this one little narrow thing i have a great story for that um first of all i'm obsessed with that that is it's so true and before we get into that you know the can do attitude and you bring up what do you do with a ba in a ba in english and that's from avenue q and um my showcase song at ithaca was purpose and i opened the show and there's a penny involved and um pennies have been in my life for multiple reasons so the matinee starts, we have someone in, introducing the show that did not watch the run. And they're introducing the show. 
And in the middle of their speech, they go, oh, a penny. That's nice. And I had to come out and go, uh, that's my prop. Could <laughs> <laughs> you put that back in? <laughs> and ultimately, what that sort of was, was just like um, a, another reminder that you never know. And you can... Uh, you can't really plan much in this industry that you it's it's you have to go that just happened and this is how i'm gonna respond to it you know Mm -hmm. active listening and honest responsiveness is required in this in this industry and i think that you make a really beautiful point with that but also what you just said regarding non-theater people now in search of theater people to help them out my mom Another example, my mom is an esthetician. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a skincare specialist. And uh, she took my class, my multi-hyphenate class, because I was like, I want you to start implementing art into your experience because she is an artist. She's so She has an artist's brain. Mm-hmm. And she is now, after that class, she is now on her own. And together, I'm helping her make graphics and come up with social media plan, figure out her audience, her why. you know and uh there are so many cool things that we're coming up with and how to permeate the theater industry and once you permeate the theater industry you're sold people you know (laughs) so those are returning clients and it's a big people talk and it's a big uh community as well so i think that that's just one micro experience Mm -hmm. there are micro experiences everywhere plus macro experiences mm-hmm. that's right so what you what you said is um really well, I, hope, really I hope that businesses are uh i think they are they are certainly having the advantages of when they do happen to uh hire a, a person with a theater background or with theater skills uh that person does very well in their business because of because of the multi, uh, because of the many focuses and the uh, openness, the openness that we just all bring uh, to that world. But I don't know if they know it or not. I think they may just know that, you know, Jamal is awesome because (laughs) look at him, look at him. He's not afraid of anything. He can learn anything. Let's put him in front of the investors. Yes, absolutely. You should do that. Yeah, I mean, also you need to be a collaborator to work in theater and what business doesn't need somebody who's an expert collaborator, you know, it's all about communication at every mm-hmm. level. And if you know how to navigate the communication and have a great idea, but also listen to other people's great ideas and then find the way that putting two great ideas together is going to lead to a third idea that would never have existed if it hadn't been those two people in that room at that moment, that's all what we do. And every single business needs somebody who can do that to elevate they're planning, you know, just like you were saying with your mom's business, it really, she has a great idea and a real skill set. You have this expertise in another skill set. Only the two of you together are going to raise her to this next level. And whether it's in theater or whether it's in the business world, we are equipped. We're equipped with those skills because we're trained I, as collaborators. I want to add as well, um, in in theater, you're you're very accustomed to, especially in technical theater or, or as an actor, uh, there's one director there's one director and when you have this great idea and the director says that's not going to work with my vision you go oh okay and that <laughs> that willingness to to let there be one driver also plays beautifully in the business world because i can we can all collaborate but then one person gets to have the vision of where we're going and that, that lets the bus go somewhere that lets the bus go one 
the place that was on the route map. So I feel like that is uh, something that business, uh, the business world needs more of and doesn't always have until we show up. Also, there's this opening night mindset of you tell me the software needs to ship on this day. That's opening night. We're shipping. <laughs> it's like there's no pushback on opening night. We open. So <laughs> a bunch of different, uh, our different skill sets and mindsets really play beautifully into that uh, world. I have an opening night mind shift every second of the day. <laughs> my, my mindset, I meant to say, not mind shift. I don't know what that is. Um, now, you know, collaboration also does not make a good uh, does not a good artist make there have been plenty of people where um uh, this might sound harsh uh but i wonder why aren't you farther along in your career and then i work with them and i go oh okay yeah it's the collaboration yeah and and now we have this this layer of uh collaboration is now bleeding into not just um not just art but survival we have to be able to collaborate uh you know what i mean especially mm -hmm. with these virtual with these virtual creations uh so now my next question and last, unfortunately, we I could talk to you guys literally forever. Um, is okay. We're gonna have another pivot. The industry is gonna open back up, and we're gonna go back to an informed normal. Mm -hmm. What What's your plan? What are you guys gonna do? One of our real motivators was the fact that both she and I still had our jobs. We We have been working throughout relatively consistently. I mean. Certainly, Aaron's Aaron's work has continued, I believe, without pause. It's just changed shape, I think, <laughs> and uh, mine changed shape some. And then, you know, I took more from column A and a little less from column B. But I still am doing column A and B like I always have, uh, and that so many of our colleagues uh, just did not have column A was gone. I mean gone. So we can't just make less of it. They had to invent column, go to column B and invent column C. So uh, it's really, I'm just going to keep doing the same things I have been doing. Um, maybe uh, focus uh, some of the skills I've learned uh, for video editing and, um, or that I have developed further. Uh, I, I enjoy them very much. Uh, I've ended up in a project management role for software. That's part of column B. And, uh, and I love it because it is communication job and it is a problem solving job and it is a helping people job. And uh, I never would have thought so before the pandemic. I would never would have thought, oh, software project management. That sounds really exciting. <laughs> but it is. And uh, I'm my my struggle may be that I want to I want to hang on to columns A, B, and C, and that's always the challenge. Is how do you how do you make them fit together when sometimes they do and sometimes they don't? Right. Yeah, yeah, and I think professionally, I mean, I'm very lucky because besides teaching at NYU, what I the sort of bread and butter of my professional freelance life is I do costumes for the puppets on Sesame Street, uh -huh. and so we've still been able to shoot because you know with it, it's going to be a small enough cast. Puppets can't get COVID, which is really lucky. Um, I live very close to the studio. I can walk to work. So I have been able to keep doing that. And there will be more of that. And I hope to be able to keep teaching at NYU. And I think my big shift is just going to come in how I interface with the students to prepare them 
for the new reality. Like truly said, I feel really, really fortunate that professionally this pandemic hasn't hasn't shaken the floor beneath me too much, but it will for young artists coming up, you know, like we discussed right. earlier, they're going to have a different way of having to interface with the theater industry. And I think as an educator, it's my job to keep my eyes really wide open to that and give them all of the skills that they need to make that transition successfully. So for me, that's my big challenge is figuring, oh, what is that? How do I shift pedagogically in what I'm telling young artists and, and training people at the college level to find that success in our new reality? You both are incredibly inspiring. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and speaking with me. Where can we find you on social media? Um, where can we contact you? Uh, how can we get involved with the wonder that is you, Erin and Truly? Well, thank you for having us. It's been a joy. I mean, the, the place to look first is at www.backstagebazaar.com and look at the amazing artists on that website, you know, buy your sweetheart a Valentine's Day gift there, do their birthday shopping there, anything you need. You can contact us both. We get the emails on the other end yep. of that. So if you want to contact either of us, there's a tab on that website that will email directly to us. Mm -hmm. um, I think we both have personal Instagrams. I'll be yep. quite honest, you won't find anything very exciting online. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but if you're curious about my nine-year-old's latest art project, you can right. also find that. Uh, I am. Aaron. <laughs> you are, actually. You kind of really are. You should see her nine-year-old's art project. They're pretty amazing. And if you like cats and cats, then you'll want to follow me. <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you. And as always, please follow Dear Multi-Hyphenate on Instagram at Dear Multi-Hyphenate or at the Michael Kushner for my version of, of cats and nine-year-old um, <laughs> art projects, uh, which is, you know, a mishmash of take this workshop. Here's my French bulldog. Look at this headshot I took. The life of a multi-hyphenate. And also I'm on TikTok uh, where I post uh, inspirational videos with tips tricks how you can get inspired and motivated and what else is there instagram tiktok download like subscribe this podcast Twelve thousand of you downloaded this podcast in 2020 let's see if we can double that so can we get twenty four thousand downloads in 2021 it's up to you <laughs> i will talk to you again soon my friends thank you listening to thank you for listening to dear multi-infinite i would not be here without you and get involved with backstage bizarre you're all amazing thank you hey it's leslie Udom jr here on the broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory a program of maestro music rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds if you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.
Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.